Welcome to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Here's your host, Kevin B. Jennings. Welcome to Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. I'm Kevin B. Jennings, and every episode, you'll get principles, strategies, and tools from experienced and emerging leaders who have maximized their potential to do things like launch ideas, lead teams, build businesses, improve communities, and ultimately make a difference in others' lives. Today, we're doing another remix, which is a short episode where we revisit strong, timeless principles or relevant hidden gems from previous podcast episodes. And for this episode, we're going back to episode 75, when I talked with one of the most intentional leaders I know in the area of professional development, my co-mentor and the senior vice president of restaurant experience at Chick-fil-A, David Farmer. Um, And we talked about how we can be more proactive in professional growth by creating our own professional development plans. Now, before we go any further, I want to let you know that Executive Minds is brought to you by the Art of Leadership Network, created by our friend and previous guest, best-selling author Carrie Newhoff. Now, the Art of Leadership gathers together world-class leaders and podcasters dedicated to helping you live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. Executive Minds is honored to be one of the podcasts in the Art of Leadership Network. And you can learn more at theartofleadershipnetwork.com. Well, future Difference Makers, you may have noticed this, but I've been closing the last few podcasts challenging you to own the development of your own potential. And in this episode, we'll talk about how you can do just that by creating your own professional development plan. Many of us feel compelled to grow. In order to do things like earn more money and improve the quality of our lives or our families' lives, uh, we feel compelled to grow to get a promotion or land our dream jobs, or maybe you feel compelled to grow because you want to raise the level of your contribution and impact and experience more purpose in your work. No matter why, that's great. However, there are plenty of professionals that believe it's an organization's job to invest in them, or they wait to be told what to do by the organization so they can take the next step in their career. Both approaches typically lead to disappointment and stagnancy. Your potential is your responsibility. Now, to help you develop it, we are revisiting a conversation I had with David Farmer on episode 75 about how to develop your own professional development plan. Now, I promise when this episode is over, you'll have a strong framework and process that you can follow to chart a path for your own growth. You're going to learn what professional growth and development really is and why it's important. 
why the best leaders and organizations are evaluating your growth mindset before hiring you and how you can plan your professional development. Now, more specifically, we'll talk about ways to identify areas you should develop, a a framework to create your plan, and categories to consider in your development plan. We'll talk about a process for making sure your plan happens and a few things to expect and do as you execute your plan. After this quick break, we'll be back with David Farmer to outline a professional development planning process that will accelerate your growth. This is going to be a great episode. Go-getters like you and me are always on the lookout for quality podcasts to help us grow in life and leadership. And that's why best-selling author and top podcaster Carrie Newhoff has just launched the Art of Leadership Network. The Art of Leadership Network is a new podcast network, and it includes world-class leaders dedicated to teaching you how to live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. On the network, you'll hear from top leaders on culture, entrepreneurship, executive leadership, organizational culture, nonprofit leadership, church trends, influencer strategies, healthy living, and a lot more. The Art of Leadership Network includes podcasts like the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, Win Today with Christopher Cook, H3 Leadership with Brad Lominick, Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin, and many more, uh, including this podcast, Executive Minds, which features our team here at Mentor, Jeff Henderson of The Four Company, Shane Benson and David Farmer of Chick-fil-A, and me, Kevin B. Jennings. Learn more about the shows and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode at theartofleadership.com. So as I sat down with David to discuss how to create your own professional development plan, I wanted to make sure we all got on the same page about what professional growth and development is and why it's so important. So David, what do you think? Here's how I would approach that question. I, I, we talk about this a good bit in my own work, and we'll talk to the team and just get into the why. Why would we even need to care about professional growth in the first place? And so some of the things that we talk about are we do business in an environment where things are changing around us. Competitors are emerging. Competitors are evolving. Uh, Even things beyond the industry are changing. Just think about um, technologies, capabilities, the expectations of customers, how they shift. There are probably dynamics within your own business that are evolving as well. So what that really means is, it's what I say sometimes, if you show up next week and you're the same person that you were this week, you probably just fell a little bit behind because everything else was evolving. So we've got to we've got to try to make sure that we're evolving at least as fast. In fact, uh, I've heard it said that if the rate of change around you exceeds your own rate of change, you're going to become irrelevant at some point, and we just don't want that to happen. So. Well, for me, what prof- professional growth means is you're developing the skills and the capabilities to stay relevant and, and to continue to be able to contribute at a high level. I love that. That's really fantastic. Yeah, I, I will say the same thing. Just, I mean, I, I think I've never heard it 
phrased that way, but that's really awesome. So I think that's a powerful way to kind of frame it up. So you hit a little bit in your answer, and that was, you know, the goal of staying relevant and, and staying uh to be a contributor at a high level. Are there any other reasons you would say professional growth is important? Well, I would say it's energizing for one thing. To me, it, if you have a growth mindset, and there's a whole concept about mindset. Carol Dweck wrote a wonderful book called Mindset, where she talks about having either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. If you've got a growth mindset, uh, you'll be energized by learning new skills, learning new capabilities, developing new relationships. Um, you're going to just bring a better version of you to your job and your work. And I think that's ultimately going to result in better outcomes. So right after David gave us that fantastic shared definition of what professional growth and development is, he made a offhand comment about the power of a growth mindset as it relates to how leaders are using it to evaluate potential candidates in the hiring process. Well, what I would say is I think about um, talent and uh, when I'm in a position and I'm trying to make a selection around talent, I always err towards that person that you can tell just has that growth mindset, that they're eager to learn new things because whatever role or job I'm hiring them for, it's going to morph. And so I got to make sure they can morph too. Um, it's sort of sad, but you've probably seen somebody that's at a later stage in their career. And at one point in time, they had it going on. Uh, they were killing it. But uh, they're still basically running the same play with the same skill set, and it's just not as meaningful anymore. And they're trying to hang on, and they've not evolved. They're not wired. They're not committed. They don't have the discipline to evolve. And it's sad, but you see they're just not able to contribute, and uh, it can cost them their job. It can cost them uh, a sense of of, um, just fulfillment and purpose, and you just don't want that. So anyway, when I'm looking for talent, I'm looking for the kind of people that I can tell uh, they get after it, and they're they're evolving, they're growing. The irony of that, right, is that that also means you're rewarded for being humble. You know, that, you know, that, hey, my willingness to walk in saying I have something to learn. I have something that I can I can you know, I can be better. There's you know, there's more that I can get out of myself if I'm willing to learn from others that actually benefits you. So I, yeah, the, Ke- Kevin, to jump on that, I don't think we ever get out of that mode. Uh, yeah, you just you don't want to ever think you got there and you're done. You're not done when you finish undergrad your program there. You're not done if you go back to grad school. I mean, the the means and the methods are going to change, but I mean, we're learning every day. You got to do that. Okay. Now it's time for what you came for. And that is how do you actually plan professional development and professional growth? And so we kind of broke this down over this longer section of the interview into a variety of sections. And that's ways you can identify areas to develop a framework to create your plan. We have a process for making sure it happens. And then there's a few things to expect as you execute your plan. And then David on the end throws in one more category that you should consider adding to your development plan. All right, here is the mentor framework for developing your professional development plan. 
Yeah, great question. And the way I would begin is, I think first about my broader, I'm going to assume, uh, I'm going to start by, with a premise that we ought to have some sort of business plan. Um, if we're going to commit all this time and energy to our work, uh, to what end are we doing that? So a business plan would talk about where it is we're trying to go, what specific um objectives or outcomes we're trying to achieve and what kind of deadlines we're on. You know, you probably have some deliverables you're responsible for and they've got to be done by a specific date. So if you look at that plan, that's going to inform uh, the nature of any kind of development plan. It's going to help you figure out well, what kind of capabilities or skills should I focus on? And you can also get good input from those you work for and those you work with. But the next thing that I have to do is say, in light of that business plan, how's this going to translate to my calendar? Uh, it doesn't do you much good just to write things down if you can't ultimately uh, find the time to pour yourself into it. So when I think about my plan, there are certain days at the beginning of the year I do calendar blocking uh, early. Uh, actually, typically do it in the fall for the upcoming year. And I will hold blocks of time for trips, conferences, events, uh, just whatever it is I know is going to take several days in a row, I'll block those things out first. Uh, But I'm also thinking about ongoing activities that may just be part of my either everyday, every week, or every month plan, and I try to make sure that those are baked into my my calendar as well. Uh, As an example, if I've got a reading plan, when is that going to happen? If I've got uh, an intention to meet with specific people to learn from them, is that scheduled? So uh, I think if it's not on your calendar, odds are it's not going to happen. So you got to get there first. Yeah, that's really great. I I think um, one of the things that I have, that's one of the things I've taken from you really is is, is planning that far in advance. Um, I think the first time I've I've planned that far in advance was this year. I tried to do it two years ago, but I had a child for the first time. And that that was a year where I got baptized in reality. Um, But but (laughs) one of the things I've, I've also tried to do is just say, you know, I use the acronym REPS um, and say, okay, um, what are my relationships? What am I trying to, what, edu- what kind of education am I trying to get? What kind of practice am I trying to get? Because I, th- I do think this, I think practice is the one I think people often forget is that, you know, education without application, right? It, it, you know, it, it's just information. And, and, I, and I think what ends up happening at some point, you look up and say, man, I actually have to apply this and get proficient at it enough where it becomes habitual for me, where I can, re- where I can you know, call on this skill in a time of need. And I think so I say, hey, what, what am I going to get really great? At? What am I, what kind of proficiency do I want to develop in one particular area in this particular season of life? What, what might be Facebook advertising if you're a marketer? Right. Um, so a niche kind of thing I can just really get really great at as well. So I use the analogy of how can I get reps? So go through reps one more time, because that's really good. That, that could be sticky. We, we talk about sticky sometimes. So I like that. Yeah. So uh, reps are relationships is R. E is education. P is practice. Sometimes I try to tell people the S can be study or it can just be the plural form. And the reason I try to separate practice from study is because you can practice a skill you're good at and get better at it, right? If you know how to play the saxophone, you can get, become a better saxophone player. But studying in an academic sense is, is really related to deep exploration of a new subject, 
Right. And so um, so sometimes if you're in a season of life where what you're practicing, you may not be studying. And sometimes what you're studying, you might be practicing, but it can be either or. But I just want to make sure I frame that to everybody that you want to be asking yourself, where can I develop an area of expertise? Where can I be learning new things and who can I be connecting with? And that comes to the power of reps. That's great. Just kind of picking up on your whole reps metaphor. You want to talk about um, what professional growth might look like, other categories that people might think about baking into their own professional growth plans? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think when, and obviously you can think about subsets of each, of each category. So let's say relationships. Yeah. You might have, you might have mentors, uh, you might have peers, you might have uh, just a general, um, you know, outside community you love to connect with that has complementary or, or um, skills like technology. I mean, you and I are not in technology for a living, but we like hanging out with tech people because they have a mindset that is so, it just challenges our thinking on a regular basis. Um, Can I go into you, relationships you know, for just a second there? I mean, yeah, please you off. jump in. No, jump in. Because sometimes we think it has to be an actual physical relationship, but it could be a virtual relationship as well. And there's so many people that you can kind of get, you don't really know them, but you feel like you know them because they've put a lot of content out there that you can consume. And you're going to get um, enormous value if you'll invest in a relationship with a content provider, whether it's via podcast, blog, they offer a, a course, they, they've written a book, whatever that, that might be. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. So, so, and, and that's the best part about education and relationships, right? You it kind of can double as both. You can say, Hey, if you want to, do you want to go deep with one author and say, I want to really read every single thing that Seth Godin's put out? Well, great. That's going to feel a lot like a relationship when you're done, but it started through the lens of education possibly yep. as well. Yeah. Um, I think education, I mean, I know, are you into audiobooks versus print books? Do you know, do you want to read newspapers? Do you want to go to conferences and events, which could also be a form of education? I mean, do you want to go to an intensive or a workshop? Um, so there's so many different forms of education that you get to kind of find and, and, and kind of mix and match to find the uh, blend that works best for you. That's cool. You know, it's reminding me, uh, I work with Chick-fil-A and our founder, Truett Cathy, did not have a, a big formal education. Now, he was unbelievably wise and hardworking and had so many other incredible um, just skills and character traits that he brought to the table. But he used to tell us all the time, you're going to be the same person tomorrow that you are today, except for the books that you read and the people that you meet. And it's kind of what we're talking about, just a super simple version of it. So now there are some other things we can add to the list, but I think he's he's on track there. Uh, the books you read, the people you meet are going to take you a long way. Uh, I, I like to add experiences, Kevin. Um, That's awesome. I think sometimes experiences can be serendipitous. You just sort of happen to find yourself in the midst of one, and it can be transformational. But I think you can also be really intentional about experiences, and that's something um, that uh, even those of us that are on the Launch You team have done uh, with Shane and Kevin. We've been to visit specific people. We've gone to specific conferences or events. We've gone to places, um, all in an attempt to – uh, learn something new and grow. And um, when I referenced earlier working on the calendar, I actually saved some days on my calendar each year to allow for those experiences that might even involve traveling somewhere. You sort of, when you immerse yourself in a place, 
it's just different than reading about it sometimes. And so it, p- part of my job is actually working on customer experiences. So there are definitely places I want to go on a regular basis and just be there and see it, feel it, smell it, the whole package. Yeah, that's really, I love that. I love that. So let's let's go ahead and make sure we officially add experiences to that E, right? So you want to be very intentional about the education you're getting, but also the experiences that you're having. So we're going to, we're going to build a, we're going to build a model right now on this podcast for we, how to we, do professional growth plan. Have we taken reps to reaps? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put, a, we're just going to put a kind of a, um, an, an exponent on oh, that E. Okay. That's so, cool. So it's, so, it's, so it's E squared. That's good. Um, Awesome. And, and so I think when it comes to how you think through the uh, what you're practicing, um, my, my, you know, I studied music in high school and college. And one of my my most influential band instructors told me, if you sound good in practice, you're not practicing. Wow. And because you're not pushing and, and, yourself. And, Is that it? That, absolutely. I mean, if you're not learning, if you're if you're if you're you might be playing a, a song, you know, but you're not practicing. Practicing means you're learning a new skill and you're refining in real time, which means you're going to sound pretty terrible in that moment. If if a you know if an athlete's adding a new skill to their repertoire, or a basketball player is adding a new the three point jump shot to their basketball game, and you're a center or a big guy playing basketball, you're going to be really bad in practice. But that's essentially the point. You're trying to ask something you don't know how to do. And that learning anything new, walking for the first time, right? Learning a new language. If you're practicing it, it's not going to be great immediately. All right. I think you've just hit on a really big idea. And and so what I take out of that is you should expect uh, it to be really uncomfortable and awkward for a season. And you got to learn how just to embrace that and know that if you stay in it, uh, you'll you'll work through that. Can I go back to your reps? Sure. Acronym, because I I got maybe a couple more candidates. We did we did a couple of E's. I may have some more S's. Uh, you you use <laughs> you use study, but I started thinking about skills too. There mm-hmm. there may be specific skills that I feel like I need to um, cultivate. I'll give you just an example. Let's say you want to develop your communication skill. Maybe you're you're being called upon to to do presentations in front of um, a small group, or perhaps you even have to speak in front of large groups. Or I have to do some media interviews from t- time to time, and I had to go through uh, media training to prepare for that. So that's that's just an example. Those are examples of skills. Now, I hope that was helpful for you. I know in just re-listening to the episode, for me, it was a great reminder of asking myself, hey, Kevin, are you being intentional about making sure your professional development plan is well-rounded? Another thing that jumped out at me was just being reminded as to why this even matters, right? This isn't just about our growth and us, you know, ascending an organization or increasing our income. It's a reminder that we are doing this to be in service of others. We know our competition, our customers, culture at large, even our teams, everything we touch is evolving. And if we want to continue adding value to the lives of others as their needs evolve, we have to evolve as well. I wrote down the quote that David shared with us. If the rate of change around you exceeds your rate of change, you're going to become irrelevant at some point. 
harsh, right? It's kind of harsh to hear. But I think in the world of AI and so many things becoming automated, and you know, you say to yourself, yeah, that, that there's a that's a real reality that is heading toward many of us, and we have to make sure we are staying sharp and acknowledging that even if we have a heart to serve and we have passions and a vision, we can't be guided strictly by that vision. We also must take into account the reality of emerging needs. All right. You know, another thought that builds upon that was when David shared just this simple idea, right, that we don't want to show up to work this week as the same person we were last week. And I wrote down to myself, okay, be a better person this week than you were last week, right? That, that's just as simple. Be a better person this week than you were last week. Um, and I think that's a powerful, simple principle that can guide many of us on this journey, all right? So as you sit down and prepare to develop your professional development plan, make sure you stop and review the organization's business plan and identify the future needs of your organization, what skills, capabilities, relationships, et cetera, what will the organization need in the future? Then you're going to include that in your plan along with what you're curious about and passionate about. And then you want to schedule time on your calendar, sometimes extended chunks of time, multiple days, and then sometimes just an hour or so every week to make sure you have time for those routine activities like books or this podcast that can help you grow on the go, right? Because if it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen, all right? And then you can use our acronym of REPS as a guide to have relationships. And then you can have experiences and education. Then you can have practice. And then you can have study, deep study, or also to develop new skills. And I think that is what we all want, right? We want to have the REPS we need in order to continue adding value as our organizations and really society's needs evolve. All right. Now, as a reminder, you can access a summary of this episode and links to resources we mentioned by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash 203. That's executiveminds.co forward slash 203. All right. And with that, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe. Subscribing, make sure you get access to episodes every week because just like we talked about in today's episode, you must be able to grow on the go. Now, you can find Executive Minds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. And then please do us a favor by spreading the word. We are committed to helping more ambitious professionals and leaders like you, and we can do that best when you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Then, Join us next week. We have an all-new episode with Courtney Durandi. She is the recently appointed managing partner of TDT CPAs and Advisors. They're going to soon be a 50-year-old accounting and financial management firm in Iowa. And we'll be digging into her journey of starting at the firm right out of college and working her way to the top of the organization. 
And I think we can learn a lot from Courtney about what it means to channel our entrepreneurial spirit and be a successful intrapreneur. And until next time, remember, organizations are just groups of people with a shared purpose. That means your organization grows when you grow. So today, grow where you are and grow what you're given without anyone's permission because growth is a choice. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us for the next episode. For show notes and more resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co. The Art of Leadership Network.